Hey, have you heard? Kino Quickies is back. I know, I'm very pleased too. It gives me great pleasure to say welcome to this mini preview episode of the Kino Quickies podcast, Season 2. My name is Dominic Delaghi, and in case you don't know, the Kino Quickies podcast is not just a podcast. It's also a series of screenings of 1930s quota quickie films at the gorgeous Kino Cinema in Bermondsey Square, not far from London Bridge Station. In London. Each film is followed by an on-stage Q&A hosted by me and by our highly esteemed quota quickie expert, Dr Lawrence Napper of King's College London, and we also have a specially invited expert guest for each film. Without the screenings, there is no podcast. Season one was an immense amount of fun with entertaining films and great Q&As, so we decided to do it all again and invite you once more to attend. Now, it's true that Quota Quickies have a bad reputation. By the way, there's a full explanation of what a Quota Quickie actually is on the show notes at KinoQuickies.com. There's this idea that they were made very cheaply, which is true, and that they were made very quickly, which is also true, hence the slightly pejorative nickname of Quota Quickie. But it's commonly said that it was shown at like 7 o'clock in the morning while the cleaners are sweeping up the fag ends, which is an urban myth, and that they were just terrible films, which is true in many cases, but as the millions of happy cinema goers who came to see any of the films in Kino Cookies Season 1 will attest, some Quota Quickies were totally brilliant, if sometimes a bit bonkers, and the six films we've chosen for season two are just as good, if not better, than those in the first season. You can book for any of the films at ticketsource.co.uk forward slash Kino Quickies. That's ticketsource.co.uk forward slash Kino Quickies. And if you came to any of our screenings last time round, you may notice that we have dropped our ticket price from £12.50 to £10. How's that for a bargain? We're going to be at the Kino on alternate Sundays from October the 9th through to December the 18th, with all screenings starting at 1.30pm. But you'll need to know what the films are, won't you? So let me tell you all about them. We kicked off season one back in March with a film by the director, Bernard Vorhaus, and we're doing the same again this time round on Sunday, October the 9th at 1.30pm with his 1935 thriller, The Last Journey. It's a skillfully told tale that weaves together the overlapping stories of several passengers aboard a fast-moving train. There's a newly married couple, a doctor who specialises in hypnotism, a pair of pickpockets and a comedy Frenchman who's constantly foiled in his attempts to go to the toilet, and they're all in terrible danger. That's because Bob, the train driver, has been forced to retire and suspects his wife of infidelity, and it's all got too much for him. So he's decided to take his own life and those of all his passengers by crashing his train at the end of the line. Starring Hugh Williams, Judy Gunn and Godfrey Turl, it's both funny and genuinely nail-biting, and after the film, we'll be talking to our special guest, lecturer and author, Martin Stollery. Oh, never mind, dear. Sit down and have some breakfast. 
I don't want to. Oh, I know how you feel, dear. But you'll get used to it in time. You've earned a rest if ever a man has. And this is your home. Oh, I reckon my home's been the footplate of the engine. Yes, I haven't seen much of you these past years, Bob. I was hoping that now, well, perhaps we might see a little more of each other. Eh? Yes. I suppose it has been lonely for you sometimes. <laughs> I'm not complaining. Don't take any notice of me. I'm not myself. I don't know what it is, but my head seems to have been playing tricks with me lately. The next film on Sunday, October 23rd, is the 1932 Ealing drama The Impassive Footman, directed by Basil Dean. Renamed Woman in Chains for the US market, the plot centres on the unhappy marriage of John and Grace Marwood, played by Alan Jays and Betty Stockfeld. John is an appalling hypochondriac and Grace is stifled and trapped. So the appearance of Brian, a dashing young doctor played by Owen Nares, causes shockwaves in their relationship. Observing events and remaining mostly impassive throughout is the mysterious Simpson the Footman. The film was regarded by some as the first ever Ealing film, which is debatable, and this is something we may well discuss with our Q&A guest, comedian and co-host of the Talking Pictures TV podcast, Mel Byron. There's a dance on tonight, John. Yes, don't I know it. Fools running up and down past that window. Don't they realize there's a sick man on board? I can't think why you didn't bring Simpson for all this. Can't stand the fellow. Too damn mysterious. Why'd you keep him? He's cheap. Hates servants, anyhow. Prefer to use your wife. Hmm? It's wonderful outside. Full of fever. Full of romance. Where's my tonic? The third film in our season, showing at the Kino on November the 6th, is 1933's I Lived With You, which is a witty, sophisticated comedy directed by the most prolific British director of all time, Maurice Elvey. It was written by and stars a bona fide international superstar, Ivan Novello, who, supported by somebody who went on to become a superstar, South East London's very own Ida Lupino, who's making her second appearance in a Kino quickie. Novello plays a penniless Russian prince who meets a young woman called Gladys in the maze at Hampton Court and eventually ends up moving into her normal family home with her normal family. But things don't remain normal for long. Joining us for the Q&A is John Snelson. He's an author who's currently writing a book on the history of British musicals and has carried out extensive research into Ivor Novello and Ida Lupino's famous family. Go away, please. I'm resting. Yes, so I see. And eating my sandwiches, too. They're yours? They're nice. Oh, I'm glad you like them. I'd have had a chop cooked if I'd known. Oh, dear. Do you know the way out? No, but I'm not a bit troubled. Oh, well, I am. I'm dead tired. Why don't you sit down? Well, I can't very well sit on the floor. Why not? Nearly everybody I know sits on the floor. Oh, they must be funny people. Funny? Are Russians funny? Yes, I suppose they are very funny. Russians? Are you a Bolshe? Bolshevik? No, no, I'm I'm not a Bolshevik. Oh. Well, in that case, I'll sit down. Oh, funny, I am tired. Well, if you're very tired, why don't you lie down? You can put your head in my lap if you like. I don't care. I'll do no such thing. 
Just because this is a maze, there's no need to be familiar. Familiar? What's that? Well, fresh. You ought to know. You're a foreigner. On Sunday, November the 20th, we're presenting A Fire Has Been Arranged from 1935, which is the first film to feature as an official comedy double act, that is, Flanagan and Allen. After ten years behind bars following a bungled raid on a jewellery store, the boys return to a field out in the sticks to retrieve their buried loot, only to find that a department store has been built on top of it. hate it when that happens. This is the first of two films in the season to be directed by Leslie Hiscott and features performances from a young-ish Alistair Sim, Rob Wilton and you've been asking for them and we have delivered, delivered, delivered. Yes, it's the Buddy Bradley Rhythm Girls. We have quota quickie royalty in for the Q&A in the form of Professor Steve Chibnall who literally wrote the book on quota quickies which is called Quota Quickies by Steve Chibnall. Awesome is the topic of conversation. A fire must be arranged. Well, but what about the Mazuma? Mazuma? <laughs> of course, the Mazuma. It's very gratifying to meet men who grasp a situation so promptly. We said 500 pounds, didn't we, Shuffle? You did. And I suppose he said 1,000. Or was it 1,500? 1,000. You have it in a nutshell, gentlemen. Shuffle and cuts must be raised to the ground and a thousand pounds will emerge from the ruins. Would you like to earn a thousand pounds between half past one and three o'clock tomorrow? 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 Listen, cuts, leave it till next week and we'll do it for twelve hundred instead of a thousand. Tomorrow or never. It's urgent. Urgent? It's worse than that. It's enrageous. Enrageous, outrageous. Outrageous. Well, perhaps we'd better leave them to consider at the moment. Eh, Shuffle? Remember, a thousand pounds is a lot of money. The spectacled face on the Kino Quickies logo is the actor Henry Kendall, who appeared in two of our films last season. In this season, he appears in only one film, Death on the Set from 1935, which was showing at the Kino on Sunday, December the 4th, but he plays two different characters and has several scenes in which he plays against himself, thanks to some actually pretty impressive 1930s special effects. There's just no such thing as too much Henry Kendall. In Death on the Set, Henry One is an obnoxiously rude film director with a history of mistreating women. Henry Two is his drunken doppelganger on the run from the law. One requires the help of the other, and with Scotland Yard's finest sniffing around the studio, a double murder occurs. Like several films in the season, Death on the Set was produced by Julius Hagen, the quota quickie king, and filmed at Twickenham Studios, the most quota quickie-ish studio. Our Q&A guest, Richard Farmer, will know all about that. He's a film historian who's currently researching British film studios. Kayleigh, I think your behaviour is absolutely intolerable. Is that so, sister? Oh, and don't call me sister. Oh, I didn't mean it literally. I have too much respect for my mother. After tomorrow, I never want to see you again as long as I live. <laughs> you won't if I see you first. Mm. And to think I was once fool enough to let you make love to me. Oh, I can hardly believe it. I wouldn't believe it myself, but I've got one or two letters from you to prove it. Oh, look here, Blanche, I'm busy, so push off. Katie, I came here to ask you for those letters. I can't spare them. I sleep with them under my pillow. And I mean to have them. Don't drive me to desperation. Am I supposed to be scared? Come in. All right, Miss Slade, put it on the desk, will you? That'll be all for tonight, Lady Blanche. I'll see you on the set tomorrow. 
And to round off Kino Quickies Season 2 on December the 18th, we have our festive Christmas special. There may be a mince pie or two, you might get to pull a cracker, and there will definitely be a screening of Scrooge from 1935. You probably don't need a plot summary of this film, and there are countless adaptations of A Christmas Carol out there, including at least two silent versions, but the one we're showing at the Kino holds the distinction of being the first one with sound. It stars Seymour Hicks as the famous miser and Donald Calthrop as poor old Bob Cratchit. Our Q&A guest is the screenwriter and playwright Ming Ho, and I can confirm that even though I'm recording this in September, she's already wearing her paper hat and Christmas jumper in anticipation. May I inquire, Mr Cratchit, what you're doing with that shovel full of coal? I beg your pardon, sir, but the outer office is intensely cold, and my fire... Your fire? I should have said your father. Yes, sir. It shows symptoms of going out, and I thought I might venture to replenish it with a small quantity of coal. Well, of course, you know, it's very evident to me, you know, Mr. Cratchit, that you and I have to part. Oh, I see no ill for it, sir. You don't pay for the coal, so you can afford to be reckless. Get on with your work, sir. That'll keep you warm enough. I'm not cold. Why should you be? And I am your senior. By a great many years, I fancy. And that's the season. What's not to like about that? Tickets are on sale now at ticketsource.co.uk forward slash quickies, and you'll find all the details you'll need in the show notes for this mini trailer episode at kinoquickies.com, where you'll also be able to listen to and download all episodes of the podcast. Remember, the first screening is on October the 9th, and we'll be at the Kino on alternate Sundays until December the 18th. A couple of days later, after each screening, the podcast, if you are subscribed, will land on your podcast listening device. That's all from me. We look forward to seeing you at the keynote very soon. Bye for now. Bye.